You're listening to Gen X Gamers Podcast. This is Kidacorius and Nightshade. We are here for the Gen X Gaming Gaming News Update. We are so excited to be here, ready for your new weekly update of the most important news you want to hear. Welcome, Nightshade. It's great to see you as always. All right. Hey, Corey. It's good to see you, Kidacorius. So I hope everybody's having a great week. Um, Please uh, like, subscribe to our channel, leave a comment, tell us what you'd like to see. You know, what uh, parts that you like of the show or what, you know, maybe we could change up a bit. We're going to change a little something today and I'll drop it back to Corey to explain that. Yes, we are excited for our gaming news in a minute. It's going to be a little bit different because, quite frankly, I love hearing Chris's stories and I miss out on responding to him. So you're going to hear a little bit of back and forth. So without further ado, you're going to see how it works. It's it's that wonderful time. It's time for gaming news in a minute. Here we go. Okay, Chris, start the time. Timer started. Okay, boys and girls out there, nothing screams Gen X Gamer more than Magic the Gathering, this card game that changed all card games and, quite frankly, probably kept Wizards of the Coast afloat for a decade or two. And it's finally found its way to weave its impressive and artistic fantasy game into a video game version of itself. No, this isn't like a Hearthstone or an Ascension-like card game. They actually already have that out there. This is more of a Diablo-esque type video game that is free-flowing combat that pits you against waves of monsters. But the catch is that your abilities are made up of magic cards you find and choose. And you construct your own deck of abilities just kind of like in the card game in real life. At any one time, you may have up to four of those abilities in your hand, almost like your your hand of cards. And then on top of that, you're summoning beasts and creating your own army of creatures to protect you in an all-out fantastical assault. The game stays true to its roots, and it's really cool to see the spells come to life. Oh, wow. Okay. So we talked about something similar to this uh, that Hearthstone's bringing out, but Magic was able to get it out first. Hearthstone's doing some kind of similar thing, but they just announced it at the BlizzCon. Haven't uh, seen it yet, but um, it sounds like a really exciting change to the Magic format. Uh, People I know are obsessed, love the Magic world. I know so many people have grown up with it throughout their life, that Pokemon cards. To see it uh, come to life like this, I think it's pretty awesome. Awesome. I I agree. I think that uh, it's cool because it's a totally different mechanic. And not only is it a different mechanic in terms of for video games, right? But it's a mechanic that stays true to the actual game itself. And it's not deviating from from what it actually is, which is this idea that you have this deck of cards that create your abilities that you can use. They've just kind of put that in a in a game format, but but in a, a free-flowing, you know, type of video game. So even those who aren't familiar with Magic the Gathering, I think that they will, which, is there even a person out there? But but younger generations, you know, they may grab hold of this game and say, oh, this is cool and original and different. Whoever thought of this? And then suddenly they'll go, oh, there's a whole card game behind this thing. But anyway. 
And this is a great continuation of um, what we were talking about last time, Wizards of the Coast expanding, putting in new things. Hasbro, the parent company, now putting a lot more resources. So we're going to see, I think, some creative new directions just like this. So uh, we'll, we'll jump into my story. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, we're going to do a, a update, you know, Cyberpunk 2077. It's now been four months since the disastrous release. But even though it was such a, you know, a tough release, it was actually sold more than 13 million copies of that game in 10 days. And now we're up to around 20 million copies. Um, you could say that people went from the happiest where they've been with the game company to the the to hating it there's a lot of angry fans uh, with them right now and it's going to take a long while for them to get that back um the game is not available yet on the playstation store playstation 4 players you cannot play this game you can't buy it it's unheard of for a triple a game the game that people have been just looking every day towards for five years now um, and it's there's no, we have no update. Um, the lawsuits are continuing. There's two huge class action lawsuits focusing on false and misleading claims to investors. That, uh, anybody that bought stock in 2020 is going to be part of this. Unfortunately, it's going to take a lot of their resources and time to time. Um, rebut this. Hey, so uh, Nightshade, I have to say, with regards to Cyberpunk, I after listening to you, I couldn't help but think about the fact that in the last couple of weeks, I thought, uh, you know what, Cyberpunk... It's a bust. I mean, I had a podcast about this a couple months ago with uh, good old uh, Luffy Kuhn, Nathan, and he he really enjoyed the game. But the bottom line is, is that there is so much crap that associated with that game. Just like you said, it is a total cautionary tale for future games. I never see this game making a rebound. It will never come to the PlayStation 4 because, quite frankly, it was never made for the PlayStation 4. There's just too many errors. Why Why make a game now to fit an old console and it's just... It's uh, yeah, they need to they need to move on from that, in my opinion. It really is so sad because Witcher Three is just like a defining game of my life. I think about the stories in it and so much, and I was so excited to like you know be Witcher in a cyberpunk world. And unfortunately, I think the narrative just wasn't the same, and with all the bugs and everything, um, I haven't even bought it yet, and I've just uh, been debating: am I going to wait for the steep sale, or am I even going to jump into it? So it's kind of a you know, it's such a tragedy, really. Yeah, totally. No, let's go with uh, story number two on my end. Start the timer. Okay. Okay, ask any Gen X gamer out there why they play video games right now in life. And I would assume that most answers are going to fall into the category of, well, it helps me wind down. It relieves my stress. It helps me chill out after a long day of work. Well, that may have been the original purpose, but after a surge of pressure to be good enough quick enough and have people like you in the world of video games it's probably gone from a way to chill to needing a pill new research in an article in wired magazine shares how video game anxiety anxiety is a real thing the disillusionment of letting your teammates down not being competitive and just not being good enough actually leads to symptoms like chest pains headache depression and loneliness what Okay, now I feel bad. I mean, I know I scream and yell at my teammates all the time. Yeah, I'm that guy. Sorry, Nightshade. Sincere apologies. I can't promise I'll stop, but I recognize the pain I've caused. Now, the article does have a few strategies for coping with that anxiety, and then then it says if nothing else works, maybe you should just try watching bum, bum, video games. I've heard enough. Uh, no, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hadn't played multiplayer games much before, but now it's the last year. It's been like the main uh, diet that I'm in, and uh, you know the first few months, 
uh, especially my performance anxiety would come out when my two teammates are dead. Everybody's watching me. They're like, you got to clutch this. You got to clutch this. I just kind of fall apart sometimes or, you know, or just a different type of, you know, I'm performing for someone rather than just relaxing and, and zoning out on my video game or getting into a narrative story, which I was used to. And I can see it's a, you know, it's a real thing. And, and for people to, especially if you've done well to ha like get on again, or people like uh, seeing, oh, you know, was it was he cheating? Was it real? And uh, yeah, I can see that as a real issue nowadays. Yeah, 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 I think so. And I, I, I have my role in that. I have my hand in that. I <laughs> have nothing else to say. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's actually good to, you know, once if you get to humble yourself and learn from people, um, it's, you know, it's a wonderful way to learn to perform or, you know, public speaking. I guess there's only your friends usually hearing you, but uh you got, you're playing with a lot of random people and you interact socially in different ways. And, you know, and you get a lot of wackos and weirdos and you know how to respond to them or how to mute them quickly. And so, Hey, any news story that brings up uh, your performance anxiety uh -oh. uh, is oh. worth it. So, <laughs> well, it's, I'm getting more confidence. We're getting better with the game. <laughs> All right. So reset that timer folks and go. All right. Uh, so my next thing is uh, Dragon Age 4. You know, we've been talking about it for a little bit here, but the new trailer came out. So it, uh, you know, came up as something I'd love to talk about. Uh, Dragon Age, the first one, Origins, was just one of my favorite games. It just had endless content. The, the bickering, the love back and forth with your characters and such a beautiful way to bring out the fantasy, you know, ethic or world was uh, really unique. Um, I played uh, Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition some. I didn't get as into them as the first one, but I'm very excited for this next one coming out. It's hopefully coming out maybe late 2022, but lo likely after that from what we're seeing. It's only going to be released on next-gen consoles and PC. Sorry, people, you got to hear Xbox One, which I still have, and the PS4. You're going to have to grab your stuff for the next year or so. Hopefully, they'll have uh, inventory by then. But uh, December 2020 was the 10-year anniversary for the game. And uh, they've actually come out with a short story collection. It's sort of a build-up to the new game. And uh, did you say time? I did, man. Oh. You ran out of time. Minute goes fast. But I love uh, that you brought up Dragon Age. So something we have in common is I do love the Dragon Age games. I played all three from beginning to end, spent lots of hours in them. I thought they were fantastic. Uh, especially for fantasy geeks like us, like those traditional, you know, role-playing fantasy geeks, those games are right up our alley. So mm -hmm. anytime there's an announcement for a new Dragon Age, I'm all over it. And this one was going, they were first developing as a multiplayer game. Oh, really? They, because Anthem fell apart. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they, they brought in a few specialists, changed the game into a single-player experience. Um, I don't know if uh, multiplayer would have scared you or... Yeah, I don't know. I do like my role-playing games in the in the gaming world to myself. We've plied, tried to play a few role-playing games together, and then my anxiety mm -hmm. goes shooting through the roof because I think everybody's cheating me and looting all of the good stuff for themselves, and it pisses me off. So, it, yeah, that would probably cause me some problems. It did bring us right back to our teenage uh, paranoid years of who's stealing from who and passing notes around the table. It's true. it's true curse you divinity original sin too you brought out the worst in me okay i'm ready for story number three start that timer right. start that timer gollum gollum 
That's right, boys. One of the most iconic side characters of any fantasy story out there is getting its own video game. Didalic Entertainment has announced its upcoming action-adventure video game for release to all consoles in 2022. In the game, we will get to experience firsthand the split personalities of Smeagol and Gollum come to play and live out Gollum's life before he ever appeared in the story of The Hobbit. I can't wait to see what life was like for him before we ever met him. Did he ever experience romance? Did he have kids? Did he deal with alcoholism? Is he Republican or Democrat? I have no idea. I'm not sure if we will get all the answers to those questions, but it's fairly certain that the game will be an awesome twist and a fresh idea on the scene i'm very very excited and so Gollum is you know one of the famous villains you know a sort of a tragic villain but uh playing as a villain very different new take on the lord of the rings uh, world here i mean what are you going to be doing chasing chasing hobbits and looking for rings the whole game it's very interesting how they're gonna have a narrative in it yeah i think it's i i would imagine i didn't dig deep into any of the release um stuff yet and and i have not listened to any other you know professionals and what they had to say about it but uh i would i would infer or i would think that it's probably going to be more of a roguelike game right like a lot of sneaking and Uh, and going into places where there's a lot of danger and the whole idea is to be able to sneak in and get something get out of there and then you know there may be moments where you're faced with actual combat but i i have a feeling it's probably more like a roguelike game like in in that sense i don't know could be interesting mm -hmm. i definitely think it's going to be new and different well, if it's Lord of the Rings and it's done well, I'm sure we're all going to dive in and, and really enjoy ourselves to any way we can get back to Middle Earth. So. For sure. Exciting. So reset that timer. And go. All right. Uh, so uh, Microsoft is looking at acquiring Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, it is sort of the premier gamer talk thing. We've got some other... Play other ones around TeamSpeak and others that have been here, but Discord has really created this giant community, and a lot of people maybe rejecting Facebook or other social medias, you know, getting their more connected communities on there, sharing. You can share your screen very easy. You know, Microsoft already has some stuff that can do these kind of things. They have Skype. They've got Teams that are more is more for business. They tried to make Skype a rival to Zoom. It just didn't work. Um, but they do have problems when I'm playing Xbox or if I want to get on my PC with one of our crossplay games and I'm talking within sec, you know, a few seconds, Corey will say you either mute yourself or, or get off. You got to get on your <laughs> Xbox, get your kids off the Xbox, turn the PC off because we can't handle this thing. And so hopefully it's going to bring around that, but they're looking to pay $10 billion for Discord. Um, Discord has about 6.7 million active users every day, more than 140 million users per month. 75% of them are outside of America. It makes about 130 million a year. Time. 10 billion, 130 million? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you have any ideas on on that, Corey. If it's gonna be well, you know, I don't have a lot of ideas other than the fact that, you know, if you think about kind of the progression of things, I, I can understand the amount of money being invested into that because, quite frankly, back in, you know, decades ago when we were playing video games as kids, the idea of 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 playing when you are with with friends and being able to communicate 
that was more of a luxury than anything else. I mean, if you even go all the way back to GoldenEye, people were holding these land parties where you would have 16, 20 people to come together just so that they could, you know, be together in a house and play this game together and communicate. Well, now to take that to the next step, now they don't even need to be in the same building, right? They can be across the planet. And so you really need something solid, a solid platform for communication, for sharing ideas and all of those things. And and the nice thing about Discord is it although it is is frequently billed and marketed as this communication platform for gaming, in reality you can use it for so many different things than just gaming. So I I don't know, it seems like a good investment to me. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've had my headphones inside my headphones, either on a phone conference call and then the game on the outside or using Discord on my phone because my headphones weren't reacting with my computer the right way. So I hope it goes well. And not like Mixer. You know, Microsoft bought uh, Beam and turned it into their big uh, uh, Twitch rival. And then we we got into it, started streaming a little on it. And they're like, okay, just kidding. It didn't do as well as we thought. It's over. (laughs) So hopefully they don't mess up Discord because everything's going so well with it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, friends, that is our gaming news update. Hopefully you noticed our new style was gaming news in a minute rebuttal version. And, you know, this, this gives us an opportunity to tell each other what crappy stories we're bringing to the table. It wasn't as, uh, uh, didn't have the angst I was looking I was thinking we're gonna have there was no strangling the camera or uh you know trying to put each other down but uh we're we uh we had that anxiety story we don't want our our viewers to fall victim to that and we don't want to be part of it so we'll try to be compassionate as well as uh, critical at the same time amen brother okay friends that is it for gaming news update this week have a wonderful week keep gaming and we will see you next time thanks for joining us 